Good day and welcome to episode 55 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I'm joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. Hi. And this week, we have two very special guests. We have the Empress of Stardew Valley herself, Christine. Hello. And of course, returning for another week of debauchery is the android slash outlaw queen, Kate. Hello. How's everybody doing? It's Thanksgiving season. We're recording this before Thanksgiving, but by the time this airs, we will all have celebrated and, you know, gotten a little bit a little bit heftier. That's the, that's part of the game. Just a, just a little bit. Speak so how's yourself. everyone doing? <laughs> <laughs> I will speak for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for stuffing and mashed potatoes and turkey. Oh, yeah. And the little biscuit croissants that are rolled oh, up right. in the thing. Pillsbury. And you pop it open. Oh. Yeah. And they're already Keep buttered. Going. They're so good. What else you got? And Keep going. This is good. Cranberry sauce, but the one that comes out of the can. Uh, yeah, sliced. that's the oh, only one. Those. If somebody gave me like fresh that's cranberry the sauce, only one. I would be like, get that shit out of my face. It's I don't want so your fresh though. cranberries. What's a cranberry? <laughs> Nobody even likes cranberries. Was that vegan stuffing that you made earlier in the week? Was that a test run? So... Uh, no, it was the official run, and not only was it vegan, it was also gluten-free. Wow. This was for my work Thanksgiving. Oh. And um, it actually, honestly, just kind of tasted like stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good on you for being inclusive. Well, thank you. I also took basically fistfuls of rosemary and threw it in there, <laughs> and I think that's really what made it taste <laughs> like stuffing. <laughs> I was surprised because the bread, I the gluten-free bread was very nutty. It had mm. like various nuts that's in it, di- yeah, which like some flavor. stuffings have yeah. nuts in it. So okay. it didn't, ta- it, you'd, you'd be surprised. You'd think it would taste way different because you'd need bread in it, but it actually didn't. That's because it had nuts in it, though. If it didn't, it would have been. Right. That's yeah, why. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's awesome to hear that everyone's uh, feeling the spirit of the season. We had a great episode last week where we went over all that we were grateful for. Great community reach out from everybody as well i enjoyed all the things that they were grateful for it was a fun little chat we had and this week we have plenty of great things to talk about as well it's the game awards season so we're gonna have some fun but before we get into that we have to mention again he's not here he's missing we still can't find him last i heard manny has taken up on the sympathetic train of turkeys and he's actually gone to just live amongst the birds (laughs) Yeah, he like I he's big into survival games. So we got like a ham radio call earlier this week that he was just like you said, out living amongst the turkeys. You know what's wild is he actually found a way to implant those ham radios in our homes without us knowing. He really got into the survival thing. Haven't heard from him in weeks, but I just keep getting these Morse code messages. And it definitely seems like he's living amongst the turkeys. I don't know what he hopes to find. I woke up and there was a, a paper with a black handprint on it. <laughs> Did you? Oh, geez. That well, that could be the Dark spooky. Brotherhood. That's a little. Yeah. Bit, you know, you well, might have something else know? to check out. So <laughs> I'll have to. Re- I'll have to reuse. Yeah. This. Yeah. I would. Uh, I'd yeah, double check that. that if I were you. But in the meantime, when he <laughs> snuck in our houses to plant these hand radios, he left the place a goddamn pigsty. 
So it's time to keep the house. And as always, please follow us on social media. We are at plus one player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at plus the number one player. We also have a Facebook, which is facebook.com slash plus one player. So go check us out on social media. We post everything that we're doing on the website from articles to podcast episodes. And eventually when we start doing some more video content, that will follow as well. So go check us out over there. You can stay up to date on everything that's going on on the website, which, of course, is plusoneplayer.com. So head on over there because in addition to all of our fantastic content, what you're going to find are links to our Discord, our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plusoneplayer, where we stream almost every single night of the week. Take a little break because of the holidays right now. We're kind of bouncing around between work, meeting up with friends and travel, but we'll be back on schedule at the end of the month. So go check us out over on Twitch. And like I mentioned on the website, you can find the link to our Discord. So come on and join the conversation. We have a ton of great people in the community. We're chatting about games and movies. And again, the memes. Pikachu meme now three weeks going strong. This is getting a little insane. I don't think there's any sign of it being dethroned as the meme king. Uncontested meme king. It's pretty amazing. Really has been. The uh, the don't say it meme entered a little bit, but Pikachu Pikachu, just, yeah. Pikachu just just stared it down. It was pretty impressive. So the memes are flowing in the Discord. So come and join the conversation. Unless of course you're racist, in which case you can go get the fuck out of here. We don't oh, want bye. you. So if you've enjoyed everything that we've put on the website from our articles to the podcast, if you enjoy hanging out with us in Discord, feel free to head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, you're throwing us a bucket too, we'd really appreciate it because every single dollar that you throw us will go right back into the show to make it be the best podcast it could possibly be. We have a tremendous group of Patreon supporters, and we're going to shout them all out at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. We love them all so much. Their support means the absolute world to us. And of course, we can't finish housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter we have, and that's Nerdiest Brands, the sponsor of the show. If you don't know, Nerdiest Brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. You know what it's not? It's not .org. So don't even think about hitting .org. It's not that. All right, Chucklehouses. The house (laughs) is sparkling clean. I threw the radio out the window. If he is living with the turkeys, we'll never hear from him again. But we have so many great things to talk about on episode 55. There are exciting things ahead. It's the end of the year. We got the Game Awards around the corner. And we have some fun planned for this week's episode. So Matt. Tell us what we're talking about. All right. Well, today we're going to start out with our Plus One Player Game Awards 2018, in which we come to the table with our own categories and nominees for Game Awards that we think should be awarded in 2018. We'll also uh, discuss vote on our winners. After that, we're going to discuss the actual gaming awards for 2018. Who do we think will win? Who should win? What categories are we looking forward to most? We will discuss and get down into the details uh, in that. And lastly, we're skipping patch notes tonight so that we can really dive into game awards and give it the time that it needs. So we will end with some community shoutouts, uh, shoutouts to our Patreon supporters and our voicemails. So to get started... Let's throw it over to our host for the evening, Matt Pat. Well, hello there, viewers at home. I'm Matt Pat, revered host of Get to Know a Gamer. Back again. I'm so honored and thrilled to be hosting the first annual Plus One Player Game Awards of 2018. 
We have a wonderful group of judges here with us today, as well as a gaggle of talented presenters. We'll be awarding some of the most coveted awards in gaming. These are the awards that every games journalist from Shabana Arif to Jason Schreier looks forward to in bated anticipation every single year. We'll be awarding so many unique, interesting, and spicy awards this year. So let's get started. I'd like to bring up our first presenter, Kate. Hello, and good evening. Hi, Kate. How are you, Matt Pat? <laughs> oh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine. I was watching your YouTube channel the other day, actually. Do, do you know oh. Do you know who real Matt Pat is? Or did you just make no. that name up? Oh, okay. I just made that. It's oh. my middle name and my first oh, name. Okay. He's a, he makes uh, YouTube. Wait, you didn't know Matt Pat was a real person, like a yeah. famous YouTuber? Yeah. He's, no. I, I thought video, that was he's the like joke. The video, he's the video game theorist. You didn't yeah, know that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Guess I'll be Larry Rutabaga from no, now on. Oh, my God. No, this I, is perfect. The Matt Pat thing is funnier. All right, Kate, what is your category? Well, my category is the cutest category, and that is... Mm. The goodest of good boys. Oh, God. Where we decide who was the best animal companion of 2018 in a video game. Ooh. And the nominees are? The nominees are Palico from Monster Hunter World, mm. Pikachu from Let's Go Pikachu, Eevee mm. from Let's Go Eevee. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and arthur's horse from red dead redemption <laughs> and uh Ooh. when i look at the card here it looks like dog meat from fallout 76 was written in and then somebody <laughs> just tried to erase it at the last minute so i guess that Yikes. is no longer a, an option judges <laughs> oh, no, no. Ooh, a tense air falls over the crowd <laughs> Ooh, interesting so do we think? do we discuss them or yes just, okay. now we discuss of those I would say Calico. Palico. Of those. <laughs> I didn't get it right. Of those. I would, I would say, say Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I would say Palico. I would as well. Because, you know, Pikachu's old. <laughs> Eevee's old. Arthur's horse is a horse. Arthur's horse does a lot, but I think Palico does more and is also cuter at the same also, time. Right. And you could dress it up. You can dress him the up. The category is... Goodest of good boys. Hmm. And... The cat also cooks. There's that oh. scene Well, where the it's cat... a different cat that cooks. Oh. <laughs> well, the cat can cook. He can, and he eats with you. Aww. So there. And he calls you Meowster. I know Steve is not going to vote for the cat. <laughs> I am not going to vote for the cat, and I stand up for all people who are allergic to cats and can't be in their presence without getting physically ill. So I will gladly fall on that sword. So, no, he's out for me. I have my my finalist. Okay. I know who I'm voting for. Who are you voting for? All right. I'm a thousand percent voting for the horse. The horse is such a good boy and or girl. You could have a boy or a girl. And without spoiling too much, mm. but this is a slight spoiler for Red Dead for those who okay. are gonna, still not too deep. I'm I think you probably got Oh, okay. It. No, I think you got, probably got past this part. Arthur's horse is dead. Uh, no, there's, okay, bye. there's a scene where the horse pretty much saves the day and it's it was the most heartwarming moment of that game for me so the horse gets my vote lock it in final okay. answer right steve votes the horse kate what do you vote um i the horse would be my second choice but my first choice has to be palico from monster hunter world hmm christine uh i'm obviously voting for palico you could dress him up that's amazing 
and Matt. Vote I'm, for the horse just for anarchy. I'm also voting for Palico. Oh, this is Kate, who's our winner? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the votes are in. Our winner is Palico from Monster Hunter World. Oh, the goodest of good boys in 2018. All right, I'd like to bring up our next presenter, Steve. Steve, what's your category? So, first of all, I'd like to say thank you, Mm. Matt Pat slash Larry Rutabaga slash Naselman, Sherwin (laughs) Naselman. Billy Hammerfell. The the window guy, Billy Hammerfell. (laughs) Whoever you may be, you're fantastic. Your hosting skills are unmatched. And honestly, the fact that you're not doing the prices right is a tragedy. But thank you for taking the time to be Mm -hmm. here. And honestly, what an honor it is to have the first annual Plus One Player Awards. It's about time these categories started getting the recognition that they deserve. Mm. So that's what we're here for. We are the podcast of the people. Oh. And in that light, my category is Best Unintentional Humor in Gaming. And the nominees are... Detroit Become Human. Purposely missing (laughs) QTEs to get Connor killed in hilarious ways. See him getting hit by bus. (laughs) And Hank's incredulous reaction to seeing a new Connor in the next scenes. Red Dead Redemption 2. Anytime you go to make a quick getaway, only to be violently launched from your horse thanks to an inconspicuous rock or tree branch. (laughs) Yeah. Spider-Man. Hurling environmental objects and realizing that that sewer cap you just tossed took out a group of unsuspecting civilians. (laughs) They got up apparently unaffected, but you know they were in pain. And the last nominee, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Lara scaling mountains and sandals because that's totally realistic. <laughs> and also, <laughs> the brutally hilarious ways Lara can impale herself on the world around her. And those are the nominees for best unintentional humor. Mm. I already know what I'm going with. Yeah. Mm. I know what I'm going with as well, actually. <laughs> I just like moments in games where it's just like absurd. Like what oh, happens yeah. is absurd. And I feel like the Red Dead one is like the absurd (laughs) one where you just like run into shit and fly. Right. Yeah. Or like where people slap the horse and it kicks them and they go flying. (laughs) Like that shit's so funny. Yeah. Rockstar has always had very funny physics. Yeah. They've always done that very well. I will say the one drawback on that is sometimes that is very frustrating. Mm-hmm. A lot of times yeah. it is hilarious, but sometimes it's really frustrating when you get like a horde of Pinkertons on you and you're trying to make a quick getaway and then you hit a rock and you and your horse go flying. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why I have to give it number two. Again, Red mm. Dead is coming in second place for me. First place has to be Connor and Hank. Hank yelling, Jesus Christ, Connor, never, ever <laughs> fails to make me laugh. <laughs> I Jesus that Christ. is that's my winner as well. I was going towards that because I got to tell you, the scene where he gets hit by the bus is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and then cuz Hank sees it and then the next scene he's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I mean, considering funny. they were the best part of that game. Um yeah. I oh, yeah. that is also my winner. Like it's just so good and like just purposely missing and oh, there she is and messing yeah. up all the time just to get the reactions is so good. All right, Stephen, who is the winner? So it appears that the winner is Detroit Become Human, purposely missing QTEs to get Connor killed in hilarious ways, see him getting hit by bus, and Hank's incredulous reaction to seeing a new Connor in the next scenes. Mm. So well done. It's probably the award that David Cage is going to be the most proud of if I (laughs) know him like I think I know him. Absolutely. So proud. All right, I'd like to bring up our next presenter, Christine, hello. what category are you presenting? Yes, thank you very much. Uh, so I will be presenting the best gaming controversies of 2018. Ooh. Oh. 
And the nominees are... Riot Games making everyone forget about sexual harassment allegations with their new virtual band KDA and their single Pop Stars at 74 million views right now. Coming in hot. (laughs) Valve's... I did say spicy. (laughs) Yes, I'm the spice. (laughs) Spicy. (laughs) Valve's new content policy, which allows everything onto the Uh. Steam store except for things that they decide are illegal or straight-up trolling... Right, that they decide. <laughs> Self-proclaimed historians despairing over the inclusion of non-white male characters oh. in Battlefield Five. <laughs> <That's a good> one. <laughs> and uh, despair. Despair. That's the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Manny Perez leaving the Plus One Player oh. podcast. That's oh. real spicy. That was super spicy. Oh, my God. Yeah, because what people don't really know is what happened behind the scenes and the, the expletives that were hurled. <laughs> oh, yeah. And basically, we fired him. So, <laughs> yeah. There's your spice for the evening. I I don't know. I think my, like, the riot, I, yeah, riot I'm not happy with. And then I also hate people on the internet. So the <laughs> Battlefield 5 one I'm not happy with either. And I, but I feel like for me, those fall into a similar category of like sexism and, yeah. and mm-hmm. ism stuff. Yes. Whereas like the Valve one is just like completely absurd. It's just like, oh, let's let in every garbage piece <laughs> on our platform. Yeah. And so like I said, tough. I kind of respect that they're just like, we'll determine what's straight up trolling. Okay. <laughs> We're experts know, right? on the matter. <laughs> They put on their glasses. They have like degrees in the background, like <laughs> d- masters in troll. I know it when I see it. I don't know. This one's hard. This one is really hard. There was a lot to pick from, so it was. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, there was a lot this year. Yeah, and and honorable mention that wasn't on here is Guild Wars Two Company firing those two people. Oh yeah. For also, Telltale closing. Yeah, Telltale closing. Without oh my God. so many controversies. Yeah. <laughs> giving their employees Listen. thirty minutes to pack up and leave. I don't know. What are, What are you guys thinking? What are you gonna? Vote I'm thinking for? I am uh, leaning towards Battlefield Five just because <laughs> I think it's so fucking stupid <laughs> that these jackasses <laughs> were getting so upset over like female yeah. characters in a realistic war shooter. It's like it's not realistic, dude. There's like explosions oh, yeah, happening. Yeah. That would never have happened. Come on, get out of here. O'Neill's article is so good. <laughs> oh my too. god! Yeah, that. that that summed it up perfectly. So uh, that is basically my thoughts on that whole matter, and that's why because Battlefield's also a game, but like I do enjoy, and so I hate that there's those dickheads who just ruin it all. Because come on, it's not tailored to me. I can't like it. Yeah, anymore. it's like <laughs> it's it's gonna be another like nameless character in a first person shooter. Like that's what these games are pretty much. Like every male ca- I can't tell you like any male character from like Call of Duty games or Battlefield games for that matter, because they don't focus on that stuff. Like I'm playing that game because it's just going to be mindless shooting. Like, that's pretty much what it is. Mm. Yeah. Don't come at me. With yeah, your, I don't know. You've persuaded outrage. me to vote for that one. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I guess I'm kind of leaning more towards, like, Riot or Valve just because that's something egregious that, like, a company, a company that, yeah, that yeah, they should true. know better. Whereas, like, Battlefield Five, at least the company was taking a stance like, no, this is right. yeah. this is I what's going to be in our game. That. All of these options are technically losers, but winners for the category, <laughs> right. if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I think the main reason why I, I, I lean towards Battlefield 2 is just because I'm so sick of people getting so bullshit online about things that don't matter. Like, <laughs> come on. Just use your energy for anything else. Anything else. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to have to go with 
riot just because Mm. in the kind of opposite of what Steve is saying, I'm irritated with people who just get razzle-dazzled by everything so easily. They they quickly forget or they don't want to think about things that are unpleasant. So they're like, oh, new video. We don't. We can totally forget about all the sexism at Riot Games. And also, it's just topical right now. There's a lot of people on my Twitter feed talking about it. So I'm going to go with that. So yep. many on mine that changed That's their name to KDA. Well, exactly. Yeah. They're all into yeah. it yeah. and cosplaying it. And I'm like, are you serious right now? You're all women. Like, <laughs> they make rape jokes at this company. But so... That's what I'm going for. Yeah, Riot does suck. Yeah. League of Legends is a bad game. Get at me. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I agree with all these points, my vote was actually going towards Valve for the sheer mm. just how ludicrous it was. that, And even since then, their response of clarifying their policy has been, okay, well, now we're going to let you add... Uh, up to 10 tags of content you don't want to see. Uh, we saved your birthday, so you don't have to put that in anymore when there's a mature game coming up. And, um, you know... January 1, 1925! <laughs> <laughs> they send you an email, congratulations, you're the oldest gamer on Steam! <laughs> and uh, and now for content creators that are like uh, want to put more mature-themed games out there, Instead of just having their work taken down, uh, what they have to do now is explicitly put why they're giving the rating that they are. Like, okay, what is the sexual theme? Like, explicitly, what are those things? Right. But there's been no actual, like, clarification on, well, what is, what do you consider trolling? What do you consider, like, I mean, we know what's illegal, but what is illegal to you? So that was my vote. But, um. Okay. Got a three-way tie. Matt? No. Well, no. These two. I think Matt swayed his vote. Oh. I don't know. Did you officially or no? Yeah. I don't know. Every anyone want to give me five bucks? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no one's passionate about this category. It's all oh. terrible people. Well, then I. Yeah, uh, they're all, they, I don't know. They all deserve their day of reckoning. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the internet deserves a giant downvote this year, so I'm gonna go with Steve on this one. Okay. The Battlefield Five. I would even say. Steam would deem them as straight up trolling. So, <laughs> you know. So, Christine, who is the winner? The winner is self proclaimed historians despair over the inclusion of non white male characters in Battlefield 5. Wow. Boo. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> I'm, I'm booing at them, not the fact that my choice right, didn't right. win. Yeah. All of the nominees deserve Dude. the booing. <laughs> all, all of the nominees deserve copious amounts of booze. All right. And so, our last presenter is Matt, so I'm going to bring up Matt. Oh, hi, Larry. Hi, Matt. My category is the best butts in gaming 2018. Yes. And the nominees are Connor from Detroit Become Human, Geralt from Soul Calibur VI. <laughs> what a way to get Geralt in there. Right? <laughs> Aldrin Sav from Destiny 2 Forsaken. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lara Croft from Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Peter Parker from Spider-Man with the note that he is of age. (laughs) (laughs) Just for our listeners. All right. All right. So you guys have one, two, three, four, five. You have five choices there. Tough. It's a tough one. Yeah. All these good butts in games this year. Peter Parker locking it in. <laughs> I, you know, that's spandex. I, I'm gonna have to. 
I'm gonna have to go with with old Pete yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but spandex. you gotta imagine them all in spandex. Yeah, but only one of them is yeah is presented. That's in yeah, because like Lara usually wears like pants with like big pockets and shit, or sometimes she like you don't always get a clear shot of her clear tuchus, butt you shot. Know? Yeah, you don't get a clear butt shot. I mean, again, these are all like this is another category. There's a lot of a lot of potential. I here. also all feel like could win, but like Connor's butt must be perfect because why wouldn't it be? He's a robot. Yeah, but it's a robot butt. Yeah, so it's probably at like peak firmness. <laughs> all right, I now mean, we're getting yeah, way but again, too deep. Like, look at the character models. Way too deep game? into butts, folks. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm also throwing in for Peter Parker. He's got a nice old booty. What? Yeah. yeah, are you kidding me? He's a superhero. His ass is. I'm nice. throwing this category out. <laughs> oh, You're just he, upset see, he's Aldrin, getting upset because Aldrin, we didn't yeah. vote for Aldrin. You didn't. Yeah. But like, if well, you had I said would like best, to vote for Aldrin. If you had said best face, I would have voted for Aldrin. But you said best butt, and he wears a poncho. <laughs> True. Not. And again, see, like that's that's another reason why I couldn't go for Lars. She wears like those flowing dresses in some of the scenes yeah. in that game. You know, it's just not. It it doesn't boost. Your rumpus, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> Doesn't boost your rump. Well, this is highly upsetting. I'm sorry. I don't really know what Aldrin's ass looks like. It could be a pancake. <laughs> Just could imagine be. it, though. It's probably perfect. You're right. But <laughs> I didn't see it in the game, so I have yeah, to vote for see, Peter. We had a lot of time watching Peter Parker swing around in 4K. In spandex. Yeah, that's 4K <laughs> yeah. booty. Mm-hmm. 4K booty. That 4K booty. All right, so the winner... Of Best Butt in Gaming 2018 is Peter Parker from Spider-Man. Well, those have been our Plus One Player Game Awards 2018 first annual. Be sure to tune in next year when we have the Plus One Player Game Awards 2019. If you have your own Plus One Player Game Awards 2018, please call in, leave us a voicemail, give us the nominees, and we will decide for you who the winner is. Steve, what's that phone number? 347-509-5620. We look forward to your Game Award voicemails. All right. Now we are moving on to the actual Game Awards for this year. Uh, The nominees that have been put up on thegameawards.com forward slash awards. You can check out all the categories there yourself. We each brought a category that we're going to discuss, and then we're going to talk about best game for 2018. So who would like to go first? Why don't you go first, considering, you know, Larry, Matt, Billy, Sherwin, whoever else, they they kicked you to the curb, and you were kind of absent, so I think you should probably go first. Okay, I agree. Well, uh, so the category I'm bringing to the table is best ongoing game. So games as a service has seen an explosion in popularity in the last few years. Uh, I feel like probably 2018 is potentially the biggest year for games as a service. So the best ongoing game category, we have a few. We have Destiny 2 Forsaken. We have Fortnite. We have No Man's Sky. We have Overwatch. And we have Rainbow Six Siege. So sort of a varied category. I have very strong opinions. So I think maybe you guys you should talk strong first. opinions? I never. <laughs> never. I refuse to believe it. So I don't know. What do you guys think first? Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Rainbow Six Siege. So I'm just going to preface this by saying I think Fortnite is going to win this. I don't really want them to win this, but you can't really argue with its success. Like it has so many players. 
and it's again a free game that made over a billion dollars i don't think that can be said enough that's insane it's a free game that made a billion dollars i don't get the phenomenon i really don't i don't think it's that fun of a game yeah you can say it's because i suck at it sure i'll accept that i'm terrible at fortnite but I honestly just don't think it's that great of a game. I don't care about building when I'm trying to play a first-person shooter, and it doesn't have great first-person shooter mechanics. So (laughs) what I do think (laughs) is that something that should be looked at in this is how well Destiny 2 Forsaken has bounced back. We've talked about this so much because we hated how Destiny was this time last year because of all the shit that they fucked up. But Forsaken brought people back. It gave people a game that they wanted to play. And honestly, it got me to the point where I'm thinking about buying a second version of it just so I can experience these raids with people because that's where people are playing. So if it has the ability to do that, I think a lot can be said for that in the sense that it's bringing people back. It's actually making people say, you know, I kind of wish I didn't put that down because this is how the game was supposed to be at launch. So my heart picks destiny 2 forsaken yeah i think i think you make great points there steve both about fortnite and destiny like you said fortnite probably will win we're not exactly the best crowd to be discussing it probably i don't think any of us are big fortnite players so (laughs) i don't see the appeal i don't think any of us do but its success is undeniable destiny is a great redemption story they really brought it back so and i mean i also like i don't play overwatch but i think overwatch is also a great ongoing game they've managed i don't know their numbers but it seems like they've managed to keep people logging in every week to play a few matches whatever they keep releasing new heroes new maps um i love the youtube shorts and everything that they do so Mm -hmm. um i think it's also another strong contender i think yeah a lot can be said too that it's pretty much like the centerpiece of esports right now and esports is gaining a lot of momentum Mostly on the back of Overwatch. That is a good point. So, um, as I, I am also in agreement in that I think Fortnite's going to take it, even though I don't want it to. Overwatch, I don't know that I really call it a good contender, be- only because it's been it's two years old at this point. I would say if it's going to win anything, it'll probably be in the esports category. Although I am happy, well, no, I'm not happy with changes they're making to certain heroes, but I am happy with the new content they're releasing. I would like to point out No Man's Sky had a good short-term redemption story in terms of that they released the Mm -hmm. stuff that they promised originally. And I know we had a few people playing it for a while in our Discord. And obviously, Destiny 2 is the real bounce-back hero here. But I think Fortnite's going to take it. They just have a massive player base. The Battle Royale mode is what's free, um, which I'm assuming is what they're going with here. And it's literally i get asked every single day if i play it and i'm like no this game is trash i've tried it i it's it's built to win and i don't like that and the shooting mechanics are pretty garbage as you mentioned steve so i think fortnite will be taking it what about siege yeah do any of us play siege or have so i've played siege a tiny bit okay and the bear and tambo they're they do like they're it. buzzing in for siege right now yeah <laughs> yeah i bet they well, would probably say well they haven't played it in a bit it seems no like. i think the the problem with siege in the category is that like siege's learning curve is really steep mm-hmm. and it's like very difficult to get into mm-hmm. and i feel like for me an ongoing game there has to be there's like a onboarding for people right. you know where like that's that's why there's so much continued 
mm-hmm. success is because the game can draw you in easily. And I don't think yeah. Rainbow Six Siege draws you in easily. I actually think it's quite hard to get into Rainbow Six Siege. That's not <laughs> saying that once you know it, it's not fun. Like I love watching streams of it, of like people that are good at it because it's really interesting yeah. and like complicated. But I don't think it works in the realm of like bringing people in, which I would say the other four are actually quite good at. Yeah, I definitely agree. I would strike out Overwatch. I love their events and there's their special events where they have they add in new things. I think that's fun. I think the game's actually at its weakest right now, so it's a bit curious that they put that even in here for for me. It did win this award last year too. It did. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where it should stay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Christine on No Man's Sky. Had a revival, but I don't know. For me, it's sort of too little, too late. But I, I do think it's nice that they delivered on what they originally promised. Um, I think that and fizzled out really, kind of quick. That's it. it yeah, did, like, I mean, kinda... basically, like the core group of players that who already always had loved it, like still love it. That's basically right. what right, happened. Right, right, right. But it is cool and beautiful and whatnot. But I don't think it wins best on yeah, game I, for me. To me, I don't know if you qualify for best anything if like. You're being nominated based on something you promised two years ago and finally just delivered. Yeah. You know, it, it feels like a little unfair to the other nominees that were always bringing their A-game. Yeah, like disingenuous yeah. or something. Yeah. Last year, PUBG was a nominee for like best game of the year and it wasn't oh, even yeah. finished. Yeah, I think we <laughs> destroyed it in our conversation. We did. Didn't we? we did. And it, I remember and us not being win. interested in that idea. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Interesting. I will that say, yeah. last year when I was on, my two picks for categories were correct. So we'll see if I'm huh? right oh. again this year. <laughs> so it all comes down for me to Forsaken and Fortnite. And I think it isn't fair to say that Fortnite should win because it's made the most money. Yeah. Fortnite preys on like middle schoolers and high schoolers <laughs> with like fancy, shiny skins. And that's why it's made so much. So I would point that out. And then I would also say that if the Game Awards were given out like eight months ago, I'd be like, yes, Fortnite should win this category amongst these nominees. However, I don't think that spam build is a mechanic that is admirable in any sense of that word. I think it's stupid makes no sense it's i don't think fortnite will ever succeed as an esport because it is it's not uh fair enough across the board to be like a really competitive game and spam build is so stupid that it like prevents it from being a serious competitive game Mm -hmm. but i also know that i'm very biased (laughs) against it so i'll also say that well hey this is our podcast we can say whatever the fuck we want that's (laughs) true so do do i think fortnite might win yes Am I cautiously hoping that Forsaken wins? Yes, because Forsaken's shooting mechanics, on the other hand, are impeccable. Mm, The raids and the challenge that is offered by those raids in that content is also impeccable. It has interesting story. It's got beautiful environments. It's got Aldrin Sov. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's dead. (laughs) F, 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 F. The story is ongoing. There's things coming down the line that have, they've planned out and they've shared with people the the lore and the story that's happening in the game is really exciting and interesting right now 
And I think for ongoing game, there has to be like exciting, interesting stuff happening mm. right now and happening in the future. So I'm hoping that Forsaken pulls it pulls ahead and wins the award. Do I think it's it's very possible Fortnite might win for the wrong reasons? Yes. And so that is that. Yeah. That is that. That is Mm-hmm. I agree with you there, Matt. Yeah. It was very eloquent. Why, thank you. That was Best Ongoing Game. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right, Christine. So my category I'd like to talk about is Best Performance. So we have Ooh. Brian Deckard as Connor from Detroit Become Human, Christopher Judge as Kratos from God of War, Melissianthi Mahut as Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker in Marvel's Spider-Man. Oh, this is tough. This That's is a, a tough category. Yeah, yeah this That's is... That's a really so, tough category. So you actually... I wanted this category, but you... You I'm sorry. Got it first. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, the it's... The Empress usurped the queen. Yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> one, one thing I wanted to point out... <laughs> One thing I wanted to point out about some of the mm-hmm. nominees um, when I was like looking into this is so Brian Deckhart, M- Melisanthi Mahut, and Roger Clark had like three short films to their name before getting these lead roles, oh. which I think is super. Not that not that Yuri Lowenthal and the Christopher Judge don't deserve a ton of credit, but I just think it's like super impressive that those oh, yeah. three. Right. carried the games that they start in with so mm-hmm. little experience under their belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of Melina Jurgens from Hellblade last right. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was her, she was like an editor, and that was her first voiceover job, mm-hmm. and then she won Best Performance yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, but I, like all five of these nominees are really, really good, so it's a tough one. Who do you, this is very who tough. Do you think, Kate? What, what are your thoughts? Well... I mean, also, I know Brian Deckhart did motion capture. How, who else did that? Um, Melissa, 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 okay. She did. Um, I don't know if any, I don't think, yeah, I mean, Roger Clark, yeah, Roger Clark kind of looks like Arthur facially, but I don't. I never saw anything about them doing like mocap suits, so I don't know. I will say one of the things I really loved about Yuri's performance as Spider-Man was he recorded basically every line of dialogue he did in two ways: yeah. one in just like normal calm mode, and one in exasperated mode. Oh. Where like, it it works because he could be standing on um, like if you start off a conversation on the phone when you're standing on like a, a tower or something, he's just standing still. It's calm and normal. But if something comes up where you interrupt that call and then you start swinging, the call will restart. And now he's having the same conversation, but as an exasperated yeah. guy awesome. who's swinging across the city. Mm. Yeah. So like that, like that's something that I think I find really fascinating that they took the time to be like, well, people are going to realize that Spider-Man wouldn't just be like, Oh, Hey, Aunt May, how's it going? I'm swinging off the empire state building <laughs> right. right now. So that was a nice touch. Oh my God. Christopher Judge is the guy from Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. That's fucking awesome. So to, to his credit That's and so Yuri cool. Lowenthal's credit versus the other three, I am very familiar with their work. Um, Yuri Lowenthal mm-hmm. does a ton of anime voiceover, game voiceover. Christopher Judge, of course, was in StarCraft and other stuff. And I didn't realize. Stargate. Stargate. Sorry. StarCraft. Whatever. Wow, you just offended him. What? I'm sorry, Christopher Judge. I didn't mean to offend him. Other people. No, I think you offended Matt. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. Christopher Judge is going to ever hear this. Well, you never know. (laughs) 
I, I just wanted to say to their credit, I didn't realize either of them were the voice actors until I looked it up because they just mm. brought such a unique um, oh, yeah. performance That's to it you know mm. like yeah. it, it wasn't like oh this is just Yuri Lowenthal doing another voice it was like right mm-hmm. I Which thought is, it was yeah. yeah yeah so usually I'm like that like I'm uh, known for watching because I I do watch anime sorry Tambo mm-hmm. And I'll, <laughs> whenever Matt and I are watching, I'll go, oh, that's, that's like Michael J. Tatum. He also did this person. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like yeah. a Wikipedia for anime voice actors because they're all done from Funimation. So they recycle the same 10 people anyway. But I agree. Like, I didn't know it was Yuri Lowenthal. And I think uh, Vinny, Blue Electron, said that. I was like, what? Sasuke is Peter yeah, Parker? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, I was just going to say that shows their range, which is, mm-hmm. again, another mm-hmm. important thing to evaluate an actor on. Right. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I, f- I feel like but I'm kind of like... we are judging them in these performances. Correct. So my, my little note here is significant to this performance and the fact that he took an iconic character and he made it his own. Like, now I attribute a signature Peter Parker to Yuri Lowenthal. Hmm. And that takes a lot because I don't care about... Like, Andrew Garfield, he had a chance and that sucked. Yeah, I still say Tobey Maguire 1 and 2 was good. Tobey Maguire in the third one, not good. Yeah. So, obviously, there have been good Spider-Men in the past, but this was something that had to hit because you couldn't just have, like, a fun game mechanically. It also had to play on the people, on the audience's, basically, perceptions of Spider-Man. It had to be a Spider-Man that they accepted. Otherwise, this game wouldn't have done well. And so, I really think he knocked it out of the park. It's weird they didn't go the German route like we were expecting. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> We can, always, we can always make a bootleg copy called Spitman. <laughs> I will also say something to consider is that like in Odyssey, you know, it's the first time they gave a male option and a mm-hmm. female option. And like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm fairly finally. certain the vast majority of people chose Cassandra because they knew that the actor's performance of Cassandra was so much better than the Alexios performance. Yeah, right. which, that's like, what I heard. Which, like, I know a lot of people in, like, Mass Effect would choose... Femshep. Uh, what's Femshep, his face? yeah. Melshep and Femshep because oh for the God. same reason. Like, yeah, female Jennifer Shepard. Oh, my God. Right, her voice acting was just so much better yeah. than Male Shepard. Male Shepard was really good. So I think that's something interesting, too, is that, like, she clearly knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. I feel bad. I wish I could comment more on her performance. I just haven't had a chance to yeah. play Odyssey yet. And I am looking forward to it i think i think it's actually going to be on sale for like 35 bucks at walmart for black friday yeah, so it's on sale also. i'm probably going to snag that and honestly from what i've heard about the game i have no doubts her performance is one of the shining moments like basically mm-hmm. the reasons that people are gravitating towards it because we've talked about how i think we talked about it during like e3 the e3 talk where it was like it was kind of a bold move to release another one a year after they did Origins. It almost felt like rushed, so they kind of needed to make a, a stamp on it to make it stand out. And she's the reason it does stand out. So that a lot has to be said for that. Oh man, I wish Bayek was in this. Game. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Desert Daddy. Yeah, Desert Daddy. <laughs> the voice actor's performance is yeah. very good. Yeah. Too. So yeah, this but, is um, this is tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I'm going with Brian Deckhart. For a couple of reasons. Uh, hmm. One, because Detroit Become Human is such a performance-based game. I think it's yes. not that hmm. nobody else in this category didn't put in a lot of hard work and effort. But you are telling us that game is just a story. Um, hmm. And 
the work that he had to put in and the fact that all of the best moments of his character with him and Hank were unscripted, I think says a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that they still kept it in, even though David Cage hated it. Um, He actually also did. He hates most good things. (laughs) Yes. Um, He actually did just win the best performance award from the golden joysticks game. Oh, nice. I think he's going to take it because (laughs) again, it's a performance based game. He gave life to a character and Steve I'm sure you'll touch on this in your category in a game where it was kind of a mess <laughs> and mm. really brought something new and considering like all the different paths you can take in that game he wasn't just the you played the good route Connor who defected he had to also portray himself as like middle of the road connor connor that has to get hit by a bus a hundred times or connor Mm -hmm. that like stayed his android self so i i think he's gonna take it for that reason yeah i i think he would be a great choice because i think people will think like oh it's easy just to play like a robot but there's a lot to connor it's not just he's a robot who's trying to figure out if he should stay true to being an android or actually defend humans and there's a lot of complex decisions that actually go along with that and his performance is one of the shining Mm -hmm. points of that game like i love the scenes with connor and hank and you don't get that with all the other characters because some of Mm. especially we talked about this on the spoiler cast where kara just felt like an add-on like it really she didn't feel like she was pertinent to the story but every time connor was on screen you're like oh cool what's happening now yeah so a lot can be said for that. I think honestly, though, for me, I I this honestly could just be fanboy in like my spot, my love for Spider Man. I loved Yuri's presentation. Like I, I think it'd be great if like Brian ends up winning this, but I could easily see like Yuri Lowenthal taking this home, and I'd be totally mm. content with that because, like I said, it really just put his own spin on who Peter Parker was, and now this is a Peter Parker that stands out on his own. Yeah in a world filled with different variations of the character. Yeah. That's why I really think that goes a long way because mm. there's a lot of room for error because you're trying to appease this rabid fan base who, oh, yeah. and as we've seen, doesn't really take like subpar performances too well. <laughs> yeah. So he really needed to knock it out of the park. And I think he did. And again, I, I just had so much fun playing Spider-Man. The new DLC dropped today. So I got to go back to it. I'm excited. I think what I like about this category is I'd be happy with no matter who won. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like whereas, they're all deserving. Yeah. Whereas like last year, if PUBG had one game of the year, I would have flipped out. But like, I guess also be too, because it's, actual people and they all like work so hard it's like they all deserve it yeah so i totally agree with what christine and steve both said about their respective choices i think you're both completely spot on about why they deserve to win however i have to go with arthur morgan because <laughs> sure. he's a boyfriend <laughs> he's a boyfriend <laughs> um roger clark i i just think that i don't know he he brings something like so much humanity to a character who on the outside is really not a good person hmm. you know he's just this outlaw hmm. who robs and steals and kills for a living and you know and then i don't know the performance just really brings out the humanity in the character and you can kind of hear the indecision in his voice and the hesitation there and it and his accent is fantastic so i don't know i think he just he really brings a lot to that performance and maybe it's just because it's the game i'm playing right now but I would have to go for Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan. He does do a great job of saying, sure. And Karen. 
Karen. Karen. Karen. I just don't know Karen. <laughs> I'd go with any of them. To be, yeah. I don't know. I think there's arguments for any of them. I I do totally like Christopher agree. Judge though. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Boy. Do you have so you don't have a specific? No, I I honestly think. I, I really think any one of them could win. Yeah. This is such a toss-up category. Yeah. It's yeah. really a toss-up. Yeah, it's hard to pick. Cool. Well, thanks, Christine. Thanks. Who wants to go next? I can go next just yeah. to All right. talk about something Eight. a little different. Okay. So Christine and Steve took the categories that I naturally <laughs> gravitated to, which is totally oh, fine. Uh-huh. Sorry. I told you if you wanted that one, I would have taken Best Indie It's game. all right. <laughs> you know, y'all chimed in first, so fine um so i i was like thinking about talking about best art direction but it's like the same games that are in every other category so Mm -hmm. just to talk about something different uh i'm gonna go with best family game because these are all different than the other nominees so um we've got mario tennis aces nintendo labo is it labo or labo labo like a It's actually a labo oh my god (laughs) Uh, Overcooked Two, Lebo. Starlink Battle for Atlas, and I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Super Mario Party. So oh. these are all I know which one I want. Switch games, except for maybe this Starlink game, which I don't think any of us. I've never even heard of that. So I'll look it up really quick. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, I think especially because um pretty much everything else we've talked about has definitely been. 100% geared towards adults. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's great to talk about games that are actually family-oriented or more for kids, get them into gaming. I guess Pokemon Let's Go didn't come out soon enough to be on this list, um, which is a shame because I would have also nominated that. But Oh, yeah, because it literally, it literally just came out like this yeah. week. That's probably why. Yeah. So what do you guys think of those nominees? I think, Steve, you said you had... Your pick already? Oh, yeah. It's a thousand percent overcooked, too. Yeah. That game is a blast. <laughs> like, you can play it locally. You can play it online. And it's just sheer chaos and joy. The soundtrack is so good. Like, Wait, which even one did when you say? Overcooked. Overcooked, too. Oh. Like, even when things are going haywire, the kitchen's on fire, you're just like, doo-doo. Doo-doo-doo, doo <laughs> Like, it's just yeah. a blast. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree with you there. Um... That was a game that I have been recommending to people who say, you know, oh, my girlfriend isn't really into gaming, but we have a Switch, or, you know, my kid isn't into gaming, but I, like, I want to teach them or whatever, and I'm like, Overcooked too. it's perfect, it's, it's fun, you can play it with each other, it's interactive, mm-hmm. it doesn't take a massive skill set um, to get into. Yeah, you press three buttons, yeah. it's great. <laughs> and it's, a, like, the graphics are adorable, the music is great. I also think Nintendo Labo is really cool, because it is hands-on, and um, I know you you wrote an article about that, Christine, right? I did. How they're um here in the in the New York City, they're actually Nintendo's partnering partnering with certain schools through program, and they're introducing Nintendo Labo into the schools to reinforce using them for STEAM, so like science, technology, yeah, art, music. So it's really really cool. I would love it if my school could get like sponsored, but I don't think they can. But that'd be yeah sick. So I think I think that's awesome to sort of not only, you know, as a family activity, but as something that gives kids actual hands-on skills, you know, engineering, that sort of thing, um, might get them interested in that at a young age. So I think that's another great one. Super Mario Party is good, but it's we've seen it before. It's just for Switch now, so 
<laughs> I, I would probably have to go with Overcooked 2 as well. So for me, family game isn't necessarily geared towards kids. Sure. But in my mind, it's like geared towards what could a group of people come okay. and play together and have insane amounts of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in this category, my top two would be Super Mario Party and Overcooked okay. 2. And the winner definitely would be Overcooked 2. Overcooked 2 is so crazy and so much fun. It's just like like Super Mario Party has its fun moments, but like Overcooked 2 is fun the entire yes. time you're playing it, which I think for like a family game to come in and sit down together and play that game with all its wackiness is just like, I don't know, I think it blows the other competitors yeah. out of the water. Mm. Is that the first unanimous one we have? This is amazing. Uh, I think so. Well, what did you vote for, Christine? <laughs> so I also agree, sorry, that I n- haven't played Overcooked 2, but I played Overcooked with a few of my friends, and it was so funny despite it being very stressful. My worry is that, well, no, because this isn't done by like a panel, right? This is everyone, we, they get based on like popular vote, correct? Um, I think, you can vote. No, I think there's a panel too. I think it's. I want to okay. say it's both. All right, because I know you, we as like people can vote. Cast yeah, vote. I think so it sure factors. It, it okay. factors that, but there's also a panel. Of okay, because my worry is always: Are we gonna go on like brand? Like, oh, it has Mario in it; it must be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Mario Party, it's like the same thing every time. Ever since I, I haven't played like a really good Mario Party, I think since like the mm. sixty-four. To be honest, just been like, oh, same <laughs> thing, whatever. I think Overcooked 2 will take it this year, though. I think they'll win because yeah. it is like anyone can pick it up and play. You don't have to be a gamer to get it. It's funny, if slightly stressful, if you're a type A personality person like me who likes to control everything. But it is a lot of fun. And Steve, I think you said it's only three buttons. It's not that hard. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I like that it's like team building, especially yes. for family or group of friends. You know, you're not competing against each other. You're working right. together. So that's like great for, you know, like siblings who don't get that's along true. or something like, yeah, you know, co-op. Yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Because cooperative gameplay has never led to fights <laughs> well... in the domestic domain. <laughs> I'm just Kitchen saying. nightmares in the domestic domain. <laughs> You're not competing against grandma. Turn to real nightmares. <laughs> leaving for mom and dad. Leaving grandma in the dust, and like Mario Party, you know, it's right. You're you're working with her or whoever. So, um, yeah, I think I guess it is unanimous. So that just leaves Steve. All right, it does leave me. So I'm going with best narrative, and we have for nominees: Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange Two, Episode One, mm. Marvel Spider Man, and Red Dead Redemption Two. So right off the bat. I haven't played episode one of Life is Strange 2 yet. I did love the first season of Life is Strange. I still need to do Before the Storm. However, I don't really understand how they could put this in there when it's just one episode out of what will probably be like five or yeah. six. I think I think it's five. So with that, with those games, you really need to see the full picture. Yeah. I, this is kind of like my PUBG for like best game <laughs> last year. Like this isn't complete. Give me the full picture before I can decide on that narrative. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm just not even considering it. I don't know about you guys, but I don't even think no, about this I, as best narrative. I totally right agree with you because you need a complete story if we're evaluating right. a narrative, which inherently one yeah. episode is not going to be. So, right. I think it's fair to throw that one out. So, bye. Uh, the, 
the reason why I kind of wanted to focus on this is because it's going to be different than Game of the Year because obviously Game of the Year takes into everything. It'll take narrative, gameplay mm-hmm. mechanics, right? And also for me personally, Game of the Year also takes in like replayability, like what brings me back to that world. So for narrative. What I focus on is basically what was that game that I really couldn't put down because the story has completely sucked me in and I need to find out more. Hmm. And after, because I have played all of these games except Life is Strange 2. So I've played Detroit Become Human, God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Detroit Become Human. A lot of people are given a lot of praise for being a great story. I got to tell you, I really feel like it was super full of cliches. I think it's cool interactively i think that's awesome but it's loaded with cliches and like the characters are the exact type of characters you'd expect like marcus is basically a ripoff of like the terminator like if you've seen any terminator movie that's pretty much him when he has that nightmare scene when he's crawling through the debris that's crazy but that's david cage so i don't yeah i i don't get all the praise on that game story because it didn't tackle anything new totally it just used like recycled tropes Spider-Man was a great Spider-Man story. I was super interested in it from start to finish. Loved every second of it. But at the end of the day, I can look back on it and just be like, okay, that was an awesome Spider-Man story. It would have been better if there was like a Green Goblin sighting. I won't lie to you. (laughs) So this leads me into my top two. It's God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2. And this is like one of the hardest choices I've had to make in terms of narrative. Because naturally, God of War completely flipped the whole franchise on its head it made kratos a sympathetic character for the first time in his existence because he's just been like a mindless vengeful freak for the previous four games the addition of atreus blew me away because i was very skeptical about the addition of like a child who is constantly stuck by you just because of past games where they don't do it correctly (laughs) and the kid like gets Mm. you spotted or stuff like that but atreus was an awesome sidekick and now i can't picture kratos without him it it was one of those amazing moments where i needed to hear more of their conversations like i kept going out on the boat like i wouldn't go to dock the boat because i wanted to hear mimir finish a story that he was telling kratos and atreus and i wanted to hear atreus's reactions and i wanted to hear atreus try to tell kratos a joke and all that Mm. stuff was absolutely incredible I loved how they play on the Norse mythology. I love how they tease, you know, Odin, and uh, I love how they tease uh, Thor, but then they never really kind of give you that little that little nugget, which is just a nice little like, <laughs> hey, little keep, nug. Keep, keep looking out because we're not done with this story yet. And then with Red Dead Redemption Two, the fact that they could take a story that I ultimately know the conclusion of. And make me not want to put the controller down and make me want to keep doing main missions when there are a million side things I could do to distract me from those main missions. That's amazing. I needed to find out what was going to happen next for Arthur and what was going to happen next for John. How did John become the John we saw at the beginning of Red Dead Redemption? How did Dutch become Dutch at the end of Red Dead Redemption? And all of those story arcs delivered a thousand percent. Dutch became one of the most fascinating video game characters for me in a, in a ton of different reasons. One, he's frustrating as hell. <laughs> he sure is. Two, like, his dive into madness is one of those things that on the surface is like, oh, yeah, he's just a crazy guy. But then when you see it firsthand, you're like, this could happen to so many people because the series of events that unfolds could possibly drive anybody who's basically running for their lives to kind of go off that deep end. So then all of a sudden you start feeling like a slight sympathy for this madman. And yeah, it's amazing the things that that game was able to make. Well, me and feel. you, you see it firsthand from the perspective of someone who almost thinks of him as a father and like tries to see the best in him, which is adds just another layer to it. Right. Cause 
Arthur always tries to, at least where I am, I'm only about halfway through, is always like, well, you know, Dutch will find a way and this or that. And it's like, as an outsider, you're a little more objective than Arthur is. So you're like, uh, I already yeah. know how I played Red Dead 1, you know. But anyway, go ahead and finish what you were saying about Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, no. And so, like, for all those reasons, because it kept me coming back for more. And in a game that gives you a million reasons to not do this, the, the main missions because it's like, hey, don't put this down yet. You can do all this stuff and hang out in this awesome world. It was a game that I couldn't stop doing the main missions for. And I think that says a lot just because I needed to see how that story unfolded. I needed to see how this game ended to set up what I already know happens in Red Dead Redemption 1. And so I think at the end of the day, I kind of, I'm leaning towards Red Dead Redemption 2. But if you guys might, you might, you might sway me, but I'm kind of leaning towards Red Dead Redemption 2 for best narrative. I, so I agree with your assessment of Spider-Man and Detroit. Well, Spider-Man is good, but maybe not quite good enough. And Detroit has some mm-hmm. flaws, and I'm not quite sure why it's in this category. But because <laughs> it it's not a it's yeah, a narrative I'm game. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> well, that it's in sure, but it, that, like, what else are we gonna give it? Uh. When like you can't even make a parallel to the civil rights movement, you just literally steal <laughs> the tagline to the civil rights movement. Like mm. it's like that's not great writing. <laughs> so I think, well, so I think part of it too is like with a lot of what's not to get political but a lot of like what is going on in our society today here at least here in america i think for a lot of people they also are able to connect on some level even though obviously like sure knowing all these tropes and like knowing that yeah. it's like, wow you literally just stole that from history like David right i do think it for some people no, I it, like there is like some like societal connection and that might be why. Yeah, no, I, like, I totally agree with you. It's just handled so sloppily. Like, yeah, because it's David Cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Like you can make a great social commentary that isn't blatantly like yeah. I have a dream <laughs> sign held by androids, yeah. you know, like during a civil rights march. That's, yeah, exactly. Like, that's what that exactly. Was. And androids have to stand on the back of the bus. Exactly. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was just <laughs> so sloppy. So Yikes. that that one, I think that's a little bit of a case of Emperor's New Clothes or something that people <laughs> think it's better than it is. I don't know. Mm. So I didn't play God of War. I've seen some of it, and I totally see where you're coming from, Steve. I just personally can't say if it's a great mm-hmm. story or not because I haven't played it. And I'm only halfway through Red Dead 2. Based on the half that I've played, it would 100% get my vote for all the reasons you said and it's just like even the the little characters at the camp just feel like yeah just even their the writing for them is so good you know like it they sit around and they tell their stories about why they joined the gang and it's like very organic the way that it comes up and mm-hmm. when you do like the side missions for them you kind of like slowly find out more about their backstory or their hopes and dreams or whatever and it's it's not just this story of Arthur. It's the story of the whole gang. Yeah. And because you've played Red Dead 1, you know where it's headed. So there's this kind of sense of like impending doom. And maybe as the player, I can somehow turn the ship around, even though I know I can't. So yeah, yeah I think I just think it's really well done. So Red Dead 2 would have to get my vote. Fair points made yeah, by all. I'd also give it to Red Dead 2. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Matt on Best Narrative. <laughs> For I mean, all the same reasons that you guys said. Yeah. And 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 particularly because 
what I'll say in game of the year as well. Okay. Yeah. Is why yeah. I think it should win narrative. Okay. I also agree with what you mentioned, Kate, about how the chatting around the campfire. That was one of my favorite parts it's so, of the game. Yeah. Oh, well, it's it's very cool. similar to like riding on the boat with Atreus and Mimir, but it was the addition of all of those characters and giving life to all mm-hmm. those characters. They weren't just, you know, distractions or filler. Mm-hmm. They were actual people who you started to care for. And again, like the fact that I knew how it all ends, but still needed to find out more. That just goes a long way. So I, I, I lean towards Red Dead Redemption 2 for narrative, but it's it's a toss up. Like either <laughs> one of those. I feel like either one of those will probably win it. Yeah. And I won't be disappointed if either one of them do. I'm also going to say Red Dead 2 takes it. I I think the only game I played on here was Detroit. Um, I do have God of War, though. So looking forward to playing it. But um, oh, no, and I have Spider-Man. But in terms of a narrative, Life is Strange 2 is not done yet. So how can you judge it overall? Detroit Become Human was a beautiful trash fire to watch. (laughs) Spider-Man, great game. Not sure I would place it in best narrative category, but Red Dead 2 and God of War already two established stories. And I think you guys make a great point. It's like, you know how Red Dead 1 ends, but you still want to keep going back and playing it. I think that, and with the extra like dialogue that isn't just filler, I think that really kind of gives it an edge over God of War here. Well, it's just bigger in scope than God of War. Right, mm-hmm. right. Which, yeah. God of War is much more intimate. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is wild to say with how grand the scale right, is in right. God of War, but the it is a more is intimate, intimate story, yeah. Which is why I think either one of them might take it because intimate mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. are yeah. also very yeah. interesting as well. You can't go wrong. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say Red Dead too, but I wouldn't be surprised if God of War. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the little nuggets they leave in the world of God of War to kind of basically tell you what the story is before you even find out what it is like that. It is. I mean, it's, it's tough because, you know, I can still talk about, I can literally talk myself into going God of War right now. (laughs) Right, right, right. So on the fence, but I lean towards Red Dead 2 and it could be because I'm playing it more recently. Who knows? Cool. Well, that was best narrative. And, uh, We are going to move on now to the Game of the Year discussion 2018. So the nominees for Game of the Year are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. So quite a list of games. Can Can I make a case for two of these getting knocked out? automatically yes go for it okay so i think i'm the only one of the four of us who have played monster hunter world christine have you played it no i haven't no i have not played it but i will say that i did watch a lot of streaming of it so i i think monster hunter world is a fantastic multiplayer game it's a ton of fun ton of fun to play with your friends it's the graphics are great yada 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 but i feel like compared to the other contenders it's a bit like bringing a knife to a gunfight it's just <laughs> it, i agree you know I'd knock it it, out yeah as well. it's yeah there, nothing against it it's just outclassed the other one that you guys might disagree with me on here is that i would like to knock out assassin's creed odyssey just <gasps> because because it has <sighs> pay to win nonsense does it Ooh. yes you can buy you can buy XP boosts in the store. But it's a single player game. <laughs> I like single player games, but I feel like personally, if you're, and like a lot of the reviews I read said, this game is so much better if you buy the thing. 
like mm, you know they me- they purposely pulled this out just lower your difficulty level like i do <laughs> no they it's like they pulled this out because they want you to buy it and that makes the gameplay as intended and to me oh. everything else everything else it could be fantastic but the fact that they purposely sort of gimped the game to try to get you to spend money to me makes it Man, automatically you- cut Matt, have you, did you start playing it yet? Uh, I played a tiny bit of it, but not really enough. Did you play at least 15 hours? I mean, what? No, <laughs> not um. even close. Uh, I did watch again. I watched people play it on Twitch, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't knock it out immediately. Okay. And the reasons I, I wouldn't knock it out immediately, not to say I wouldn't end up knocking it out. <laughs> I just wouldn't knock it out off the bat because of a few things. One, it's Assassin's Creed's like full step into a sort of new arena Mm -hmm. in that it's moving towards full RPG. I like that. I think it's the environments are beautiful. I think the combat is tight. I think, well, I can't comment on story because I haven't played it. And I think voice acting performance is also pretty strong. So I wouldn't knock it off the bat for those reasons, but I would knock it off in the first round because Origins was going in the direction of RPG Origins already had tight mechanics that they basically ported over. Gotcha. And Origins had a really strong story and strong voice acting. So these are all mostly things that Origins already had. They just like took another full step towards RPG. Had Odyssey been like 500% RPG and like choices actually really mattered and like the character you had was your own and like really defined the story and like there's tons of multiple endings and routes you could go and you could be evil, you could be good, you know, in between. Then I would say it would be like a way better contender for game of the year, but it was just like one step instead of 50 steps. And a lot of it was built off of origins. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wouldn't, that's why I would knock it off in like a first round, yeah. okay. but not. I had a friend that said, if you got origins, like don't get Odyssey. Cause they're like, aside from, I guess the setting. They're quite yeah. Similar. They're very similar. But also if you yeah. didn't get origins, then get Odyssey. So. so that leaves. Do we agree that we would knock those off? Those two? Yeah, sure. Let's knock those two off. Yes. <laughs> he, Get them out of yes. here. Yes. It's only because I, I haven't played either of those. I played all the yeah. So, Steve, you're the only one who played Celeste, correct? Yeah. And, okay. And yeah, I said wait, at the let's beginning just, of the year. Wait, let's like, just remind folks oh, that. So, remaining would then be Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, and Red Dead 2. Right. So, Steve, make or break a case for Celeste for us. I'm not really going to make a case for it because I I don't think it has the firepower to withstand, like, God of War, Spider-Man, or Red Dead 2. I really don't. And that's not a knock against Celeste. I've been saying since the beginning of the year when I played this in January that people should expect this to be in Game of the Year nominations because it was that good. Mm -hmm. I think a better option for this is best indie game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really think it's going to be between them and the messenger for best indie game. And I feel Mm. like the story on Celeste just pulls at a little bit more realistic of heartstrings than messenger does. The messenger is a great story. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fun. Everything I've played and everything I've, I've read and I've heard about like the end game. Cause like I said, I haven't finished that game yet. It is a very fun story. It's very heartwarming. But Celeste actually tackles some genuine issues where it's like people dealing with that self-acceptance and you follow Madeline on that journey. So Celeste is a beautiful game. I loved every second I have with it. I've talked about that so many times. I just don't think it has the the strength to go against these mm-hmm. juggernauts. 
but I do think it'll probably win best indie game and deservedly so it was it was a really really great experience honestly for me it's this is the hardest one between yeah. God of War, Spider Man, and Red Dead Two. Well, because of all, so all the great. It's points, not hard to me. All the great points <laughs> that we brought up about Red Dead for previous awards. Now that we're talking about Game of the Year, we have to bring up some of the negatives. <laughs> the reason yep. that oh, no, Red Dead should not win Game of the Year is because the shooting mechanics are so antiquated. It is Listen, just. Rockstar. It is just. It's a rock star game. It is. Yeah. So saying, saying, no, 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 that's no, not, absolutely that's not. not. An saying no, it is a no, rock star an game. And if you yeah, want a no. rock star excuse, or, and if you want a rock star experience is not an excuse for a bad mechanic no. in the shooting. I, agree. I would try and aim. And if I cannot aim my gun in the direction that I want it to shoot or the target I want it to shoot, then what the heck is that mechanic doing in a game? Oh, no, I completely like, agree. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, yeah, oh, no, I wasn't attacking. <laughs> okay. I wasn't attacking you. I was attacking that idea of, like, yeah. saying that excuse of saying, because I've heard many yeah. people Whoever say says that. Whoever says it as an excuse oh, no, is just, I like, fully unacceptable. Agree. So I do not think it should win Game of the, of the Year, even just for shooting mechanics. Because I mentioned that, that it is the, the Rockstar style. So if you don't like it, then you're not going to love it. And in the sense that they just refuse to change that style, I agree. You kind of have to knock it down because it's Which very sucks. frustrating for people. Because yeah, everything else like, about it is like amazing. Yeah, no, but... it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Everything about it, the inconsistency with whether you have to hold a button or tap a button. Yeah. And honestly, I agree. Shooting mechanics are trash. You literally have to just turn into a pop-up and shoot. Like you yep. just shoot one guy, go back down, shoot another guy. And honestly... It fits the methodical pace of the game, but it's super frustrating for mm, people mm. who aren't into that. And that's tough because you're trying to appeal to a broad audience. And so it's very easy to get incredibly frustrated with that mechanic. As somebody who enjoys Rockstar games, I still get super frustrated when I can't lock on to the guy I need to lock on to. Right. And it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm screaming at the TV, Arthur, shoot that fucking guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. And it's <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> so I agree. And that is why... My vote goes to God of War. I agree. Because God of War is the most fluid, the most unique, and the best turnaround story I have seen in a franchise. The way they did the one cut camera where it flows seamlessly mm -hmm. into cutscenes, mm -hmm. absolutely immersive. The world is stunning. The way it opens up as you progress and you can do kind of free world travel that you could never do in another God of War game, that's amazing. The way the story is told, because again, it's organic. It's not done in just heavy-handed cutscenes. It's done on the boat. It's done when you're walking around on missions, and it's done when you're peeling back you know, the little layers of history in this world and figuring out more about the Norse mythology. I honestly just like, I can't see how God of War doesn't win it. That game was truly yeah, I'd stunning. Be, <laughs> I'd be shocked. I'd be disappointed if it didn't win. I just yeah. think from A to Z, mechanics, visuals, storyline, combat, like it just A plus all the way down. Mm -hmm. So I agree. It oh. has it has my vote. I agree completely. Like I love Spider Man, but it, mm -hmm. like the narrative doesn't hold up against mm -hmm. God of War. God of War really like is just Matt, like you said, gets an A in every category as you go down that list. Because mm -hmm. as much as I think maybe the Red Dead Two narrative might take it, um, your mechanics are garbage. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just that's just, yeah, it's tough to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. For, for when you're in a category like Game of the Year, you have to take right. into account everything. 
And yep. as funny mm-hmm. as it is to watch all the mishaps happen on streams and things like that, I would never want to play a game like that because I'd be more frustrated than anything else. So mm-hmm. I think God of War will win this year. Okay. Kate? Well, I haven't I haven't played God of War, so it's like... Neither have I. Oh, okay. <laughs> everything you're saying can still happen sounds play. wonderful, so I trust you guys. This it's is on all, sale for Black Friday, this so is if, all I need, if true. now's the time, you know. I mean, I've seen, I've watched like a few. Now is the time. Cutscenes and boss fights and stuff, and they they definitely looked great, and all of the stuff you're saying resonated with those clips that I saw. But you know, it's it is hard to say is a game of the year if I haven't played it. But hmm. based on your your recommendations, um, I mean, I do think that Spider Man gets a bump up in this category, whereas it kind of got a bump down in narrative just yeah. because. The like, mechanics are really fun. Oh, the yeah. mechanics oh, are great. God, the, mechanics the city are is so great. Good. Yeah. The city feels real. But then some of the side quests were a little seemed a little tedious to me and mm-hmm. Yeah. So God of War. I'll pick it up on Black Friday, except I have a million other games to play, so I'll yep. just add <laughs> it to the shelf. Backlog. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. It looks like God of War's game it. of the year. No need to oh, watch the oh, game awards. Oh, oh, oh. We've got it right here you heard it here first all right well those were our opinions on the game awards if you have opinions you should give us a call and leave us a voicemail so we can play it on our next podcast steve what is the voicemail phone number three four seven five zero nine five six two zero let's close out the pod i think we have some people to thank we sure do matt so before we close out the podcast it's the end of the month which means it's time to give a shout out to our awesome patreon supporters and they are Alex Mill, Darren Simmons, David Campos, Derek Hauser, Ernesto Martinez! Ernesto! <laughs> Greg Kearney, Javier Casillas, Liz Rodriguez, Matois Antoine, oh. Michael Queen, Remy Archibald, Sandra, Tambo, the hashtagonist, Vincent Thomas, and of course, the one and only phase. Thank you guys so wow. much for your support every month means the absolute world to us it, just the other day it was thank you patrons day and honestly we can't thank you enough for everything that you've been giving to us you go out of your way to support us and promote our work and you join our community and you just make every day better just by being you and interacting with us so we thank you thank you thank you thank you and we thank love you. you so this has been another rousing edition of the plus one player podcast if you have any game awards ideas if you have some categories that are just the unsung categories that need a little bit of recognition you want to call us and tell us what the nominees are we'll pick the winner for you 347-509-5620 and again if you've enjoyed what you heard go on over to whatever podcast application you're listening to whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, whatever it is, give us a like, subscribe to us, write us a review. It goes a long way. We really appreciate all of that little effort because it helps in those data things <laughs> that Matt assures is important. He keeps telling me every Monday it's important. Those I don't data know things. Analytics. Data. And, of course, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the previous episodes of the plus one player podcast feel free to head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player feel free to throw us a buck or two because every single dollar will go right back into the show to make it the best it can be and you can join that awesome group of patreon supporters that we just gave a shout out to they mean the world to us and maybe you could too oh so that will about wrap things up on this very special game awards edition of the plus one player podcast 
So please remember, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you very soon. All right, Steven. Hold on. Gotta get another beer. <laughs> All right, I'd like to bring up our next presenter. <laughs> Good.